what do you say, Will? Are you happy to be back or what? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. No more tissue up the nostril? Nah. You're a, new, you're a new man. Mm. Well, that's good because I brought just a boatload of interesting stuff today. A boatload? Yeah, that's what I did. Mm. I, I, I rode my boat right up to the internet and I filled it up <laughs> to the max. Okay, well that's good. And we're gonna that's kick it off. We're gonna kick it off with a, a nice little fun one that a lot of people could participate in. Anyone yeah. with a I guess you have to have an iPhone for this. I apologize. But I presume the equivalent exists on Android as well. It's something I hadn't thought about. How about a wallpaper for your smartphone that would ensure that your battery would never die ever again? Hmm. How would that work? Well, it actually wouldn't... I mean, that's not exactly right how they phrase it on this particular article. But what it would do is it would warn you in a better way than your battery indicator. Uh as far as the progression of your battery consumption all the way down to battery death, which is a process we go through on a relatively daily basis here. So this is a series of iPhone wallpapers that were designed in order to act as a mega indicator of what your status happens to be. And there's a little video that demonstrates a few different ones. It's called Dynamo Apple Pack. And the designer is Ben Vesey. He came up with three Apple-themed dynamic wallpapers that are reactive to your battery status. So this one, a little more design. See how the apple's been eaten? Oh, yeah. When your battery, so then you plug it back in and the rainbow comes back. And when you're fully charged, it's the full Apple logo. Oh. Okay. Or a full Apple, I should say. This one over here, you lose the color on it. So it's a little more subtle. And then when you're charging, he's painting the colors back in. Mm. So if you, and this is if you go below 20%, by the way, that it changes dynamically to the used up icon. This one for me is probably the most functional. If I see that face, I'm like, I better find an outlet. It's a yeah, sad it's, face. It's a dead face. Dead or dead yeah. face. It's worse than sad. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> happy face when you are between 20 and 100%. And then you get the little uh, electricity looking version. There's also just a simple happy face available as well. Uh, He is a London-based designer, Ben Vesey, who came up with this collection of wallpapers that could possibly save you. They're available for $5.50 in two different packs. And it's actually a riff on Happy Mac and similarly inspired Apple Face ID, which starts out with a smile on a black background surrounded by green rings and turns into a big frowny face surrounded by red rings. Hmm. When you hit low battery, anyway. Um, this was just a nice little tip at the front of the show. I didn't, I never use stuff like this, but it is kind of true that battery is this key, this kind of key component in your experience on this device. Yet it is so minor the way it's represented that Mm -hmm. it's a tiny little indicator. And it got me wondering about why it is that I pay so little attention to it and inevitably end up with little, I have chargers everywhere. But yeah. inevitably, it's still, I find a way to screw it up, Will. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah, this is uh, pretty aesthetically pleasing as well. Which is helpful. Yes. Now, let me ask you, if you had to choose between those uh, three, the three new designs that we saw in the video there. Yeah, that one, that one. That one. That one's not new. I think that's old. Oh, yeah. 
I think it's between this one, this one, and I guess it's the right. apple. It was the apple itself being eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Which one are you gonna put on there? I like this one. The stripes. Oh, actually, uh, if it's animated, that'll be kind of cool. It's not animated. No, the guy's not. No, no, no. Yeah, maybe I'll go for this one. The, the first uh, one. Okay. The first apple one. All I right. like the green. All right. I might give this a shot. I don't know. Yeah. I might see what's going on with that. It, uh, it's interesting that the manufacturer doesn't do some version of that, but I guess. Do they have, they have a notification, right? Oh, you get a notification. You're below 20% and then you just click it away and like, whatever. Yeah. 20% is quite a lot. Uh, 20. You still have a lot of juice. Oh, I mean, there's another one. I'm sure at like five and whatever, but this is like staring at you. You right, better yeah. plug it in. So, and then, oh, the other thing they aimed to solve with this is with the charging indication being full screen is some people with wireless chargers and stuff don't place it perfectly mm. or don't, like, that's one of the big mishaps. You're like, why, I oh, I didn't plug it in or it wasn't plugged in at the other end of the wall. It came unplugged yeah. or whatever. So by having a real distinctive charge screen, which takes up the whole screen, <laughs> that was another initiative for this particular designer. Yeah. Good job. So that's just a little, that's just a little something for you. Yeah. So something I prepared for you there, Will. A life hack? Yeah, man, you might even call it that. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> People like Lou just charge your battery every night. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it, man. Yeah, I got to get my life together. I'm well aware of this. I've known this for a while. Although I did, uh, I did trim the beard and stuff. So that was part, like I sort of oh, got okay. my life together a little bit on that front. Yeah, you're halfway there. I was kind of, but there's only one Timbit left in the box. So make of that what you will. Huh. Only one Timbit left in the box. <laughs> make of that what you will. Yeah, okay. Today's sponsor, HelloFresh. And that's actually what I need with an empty box of Timbits beside me. Mm -hmm. I need some HelloFresh. I need to get that fresh in there. I need to take the stress out of mealtime as well, which you know, Stress can be a problem for you. Stress can wipe you out. Oh, yeah. S stress can shave years off your life. Take care. Be careful with that stress. Uh -huh. So anywhere you can shave a little bit of it, I'll tell you what, you shave that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do for you. And that's what HelloFresh is trying to do for you. You could uh, throw on some Lou later in the background, and you can get down with your meal kit from HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. And you could be ready to go in 30 minutes or less. Oh, yeah. And you might find yourself uh, uh, having a calorie smart meal, a veggie meal if you need it. You can look at he don't he's like pescatarian right there. Oh yeah, that might be you. That one's me. You this one's yours. Calorie. That's right. Can you tell? <laughs> in shape over here. I was peddling in the background. Well, the ten bits. Hey man, that's what I'm saying. Hey, we're not gonna talk about that anymore. Okay. All right. That was that time has come and that time has gone. Family friendly, you picked a number over there, and it's all kinds of delicious meals. It's everything from burgers and 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 I mean sometimes you got quesadillas over. I mean creamy dill, creamy dill on the pork cutlet. Will, you're not cooking with dill enough. No. Need more dill in my life. Dill is are you big dill guy? Dill is delicious. Yeah. Especially in chips. Dill pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Hearty black bean, figgy balsamic pork. I mean, it's like Triple mushroom truffle gnocchi. Come on. Nah. <laughs> truffle. Yeah. That's expensive, it sounds like. With garlicky panko and parmesan. 20 oh, yeah. minutes. It's ready in 20 minutes, Will. There you go. 
So now that I got you all thinking about food, it's time to get it together and go over here, cut out your stressful meal planning, get it ready in 30 minutes or less. You can even try meals in, ready in 20 minutes or less. Uh, they say you can get a better value too. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. That's what they say right there. Boom. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12 and use code LouLater12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12. Don't forget the code LouLater12 for 12 free meals. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Click the link in the description, HelloFresh.com slash LouLater12, code LouLater12. It's 12 free meals. Tile CEO has come out and said, hey, we're all for competition here. But can we, is this going to be a fair, is this, is this going to be a fair one? Is we're, that what he said? We're Tile. <laughs> he mean, said, I think it needs to be fair. Oh, okay. Quotes in the headline there. They were already a little bit. Mm, they were already had a little tiny dispute with Apple before AirTags, because some of the iOS updates have not necessarily broken aspects of of their tracker, but it had made it a little less user friendly by constantly prompting and warning people. You, sh you sure you want location? You Oh, right. And people had to go into settings to stop getting prompted. And Ty was like, hmm, what are you guys planning over there? Mm. And so they had an ongoing thing, a discussion, let's say. And then the air tag hits and they're like, oh, God. Mm. They're, like, they, they're like, you're talking about ultra wideband over here? Mm. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. You're talking about uh, leveraging the Find My uh, ecosystem over here? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. We, we've been here. We've been doing this eight years. We've been here. We can't snap our fingers, tap into this thing. Mm -hmm. Who are we competing with now? Like, we need to be on a platform. So they come with the anti-competitive stuff. Seems like everyone's going about that anti-competitive nature with Apple, with Fortnite and NVIDIA. Willie do. Yeah. A lot of that going on. I really like what you did there. You know, it's, uh, you're exactly right. Is, is 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 this is indicative of a company that keeps on? I'm talking about Apple entering categories. Now, in the case of the App Store, I mean the App Store existed, but it has ballooned in scale. Mm -hmm. And as they've continued to have success, and as they've entered new categories, you know, into the media media side of it and the services side of it and then the fitness side of it and then the, uh, well, there's talk of them even goofing around with podcasts. Sure, yeah. And then you start to say, wow, like all these other businesses that were built in that business mm -hmm. on top of that business via the App Store, in the case of Epic, or via the App Store I mean, what is tile without the eye? Like, they need it? For sure. <laughs> yes, they do. You weren't ready for that today. You, what do you think? Was going to be a chilled cow type of episode? Well, yeah. A lo-fi girl type it of episode? Kind of, uh, it, was, it is a late one. Oh, because it's 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, I, had, I was having a protein bar over there. Sure. So. <laughs> you also shot a video. I thought you would... Uh, you thought I'd be what? No, no, nah, nah, you got me all wrong today. Well, 
You got me all wrong today. I don't know what it is, actually. Now that you mention that. All the Timbits? Now that you mention that, I'm happy about that. I'm happy. The nine out of the ten Timbits? I'm happy that I am not exhausted right now. Because you're right. I'm shooting over there. I've been here for a while. I'm reading all this news. Dogs running around. The dogs were... (laughs) That was a whole thing. Yeah. Then I'm pedaling over there. (laughs) Yes, you do that. Now I'm over here. Five-something for me, local time. I don't know when you're watching this. Yeah. Well, what got you going? I don't know, but I, I actually, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Okay. I might be doing something in my life. I mean, you know what? It, maybe it is. Maybe it's just I trimmed up. Yeah. Maybe that's all it was. And then I looked in the mirror this morning. And I said to myself, "Today's gonna be a day." Hmm. That might have been what happened. Yeah. Could be a lot of other things. Anyway. Here's a quote. Tile welcomes competition. We've been competing for eight years with small companies to Fortune 50 companies. So we welcome competition from Apple, but we think it needs to be fair. If you look at the history between Tile and Apple, we had a very symbiotic relationship. They sold Tile in their stores. We were highlighted at WWDC 2019, and then they launched Find My in 2019. And right when they launched their Find My app which is effectively a competitor to Tile. They made a number of changes to their OS that made it very difficult for our customers to enable Tile. It's like, uh, hey, Tile CEO, why are your teeth grinding? (laughs) (laughs) And then, once it got enabled, they started showing notifications that basically made it seem like Tile was broken. It's tough to be Tile right now. You know how originally we were like, oh, maybe this just brings more people into the tracker space and and people are like, oh yeah, a Tile has more variety or I can get, no. Tile's like, no, 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 we're dying here. Please give us, give us, how about, how about you give a dog a bone here? Or in the case of Otis and Antler, what he was chewing on and he didn't want to give it up. He no. was like Tile. He was like Tile. He was gr- he, was, gr- he yeah. was like Tile. Yeah. He <laughs> he likes those Tile antlers. Yes, he was. Um Yeah, this is a tough position too because uh do you think the Android hardware is going to make tags as well? Yeah. Whether it's Samsung. Sa- Samsung already Samsung, got the yeah. tag. Samsung got the tag. Maybe Google's going to have the tag. Everybody's got the tag now. Yeah. They had 8 years, no one had the tag, and then overnight they wake up one morning, everyone's got the tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is a tough spot. I don't know. Maybe Amazon can buy them or something. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Uh, Peloton might have even bigger problems than Tile. I don't know, because they got to go and figure out how to, uh, what do you call it, recall. They got to they gotta figure out a way to go recall a, 125,000 treadmills the big boys oh my god what is the freight i'm like i've got images in my mind of all the logistics and shipping guys and lifting and trucks going to people's houses and yeah it's enormous that thing and there no one's gonna disassemble it or okay so first what happened Uh, well what happened we covered on a show in the past yeah there's been a number of injury reports 
uh, and one, one and one death. That's obviously a key here. 72 reports of adult users, children, pets, and or objects being pulled under the rear of the treadmill, including 29 reports of injuries to children, such as second and third degree abrasions, broken bones, and lacerations. This is the tread plus unit as well as the regular tread unit. And then an, adi an additional 5,400 tread treadmills in Canada. So... The first number was in the U.S. and some of them are in Canada as well that are going to be uh, getting recalled. Now, at first, when we talked about this story, when the news first broke, it was there was a little bit of defense on the Peloton front where they were kind of trying to fight it a little bit or at least plead their case. Mm -hmm. And now I guess they've looked at it or maybe they read all the stories and or maybe they've been getting increased pressure. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh but they have, I believe this is a voluntary recall, which means it hasn't. Pelton's like, yeah, you're right. I believe, I believe is what it says over here. Voluntary. I just want to make sure. Pelton is issuing a voluntary recall for all its treadmill products. So it took a little while, but they aren't being forced to do it by the safety people. Instead, they're just getting out in front of it. They're like, God, we can't handle. Imagine something else happens. We can't be on a hook for that. We got to just get out in front of this one and just get these all back here and figure out a different a different system, mm -hmm. figure out a different way. So they got to figure, they got to go now and collect these things is going to be a massive undertaking. They have said, as far as the voluntary component, actually, that's interesting because it's voluntary. It could be voluntary in the other way, which is it's up to the individual to, whether they want to keep using it or not. Because there's also an indication in here that they're saying, okay, if you want to hang on to it, mm. then follow these steps. We want it to be in a room, locked, no children, right? things like this. So there's a voluntary aspect there too. Tread Plus owners will have the option to voluntarily return their treadmills to Peloton for a full refund through November 6, 2022. If you want to keep the treadmill, you're being offered additional safety measures. They will... They'll show up and move the treadmill to another room for free huh. into a safer location. I guess it's pretty heavy, that thing. I guess so. I, uh, I'm wondering why can't they design some sort of safety, like hardware for it? Oh, they're I guess they to. can't. What like, do you mean? At least for the existing ones. Can they add like some sort of like protection at the bottom or something? Hmm. Like just redesign it, just so like they don't have to figure out. Honestly, the logistics I think I think it. I think it needs a like I mean, a this full seemed, on redesign. This seems super obvious, but it needs better shut off. Because what happens is it escalates. Like something gets trapped and it doesn't turn off. The video clips I saw. Yeah. So once, and I don't know. Again, th this is not uh, an easy fix. Like they can't just snap their fingers and do it, and they they can't. I don't think issue a software update and achieve such a thing. It might be missing some necessary hardware that lets the treadmill know, hey, there's something trapped underneath here, mm -hmm. and we're going to shut it down right now. Some sort of sensor. And then also maybe another cons consideration, because so many kids were affected, would be weight. Like if you don't have an <clears throat> enough weight on the treadmill, maybe it shouldn't turn on. Mm -hmm. Because we saw all these clips with the kids running. I, I know there's some small adults maybe there would be a way to override it with like a pin code or something, but maybe by default, it doesn't even turn on if you don't, don't put a hundred pounds on it. Right. Or whatever, whatever it would be, 90 pounds. Mm -hmm. Cause even that's a bigger kid, you know, Yeah. at that point, 
that is probably less susceptible to major issue. But uh, either way, I, at this point, it seems they want to just get them back. They're at least offering the opportunity to get them back. And I presume this company is wildly successful. I presume they can hire the right people when they can make the modifications necessary to get a better version of the product back on the market. So that's the upside. Yeah. You end up with a better... But I, this this does seem a little bit tough to say, but like for those that have been injured, let alone killed, I think the idea of an upcoming product to improve it is not, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. There's going to, they're going to have to settle with all these people too. Like they're going to, like, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be separate legal yeah. implications over there. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Kia looks like they're not going to have a tough one with the EV6. Because we've been talking, we've been trying to figure out your next electric car, remember? Hmm. And we're going to just add the EV6 to it. Now, the price point, 45000 that's a target. They don't know if it's going to land there because they were converting from the European pricing. Hmm. Now, the EV6, it's a, it's, it's a lot like the Ionic, remember? How they were putting out the similar platform, but with the different looks to it. Right. And so... This uh, this particular option is one of the most anticipated new electric cars this year. The automa automaker started already taking reservations in Europe and saw stronger than expected demand, around 300% their expected sales volume. Wow. So people really want this thing. Huh. And people really want electric vehicles. They're ready to move to the electric vehicles, seemingly. And seemingly, they want options other than Tesla. I mean, Tesla's out there, but it looks, for whatever reason, people want some other options. And this represents a big one. The brand obtained 33,000 prospects, including 7,300 reservations. And then 26,000 more customers showed interest in uh, Kia's first dedicated battery electric vehicle. So I guess they're not considered a prospect, but they showed some interest. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, customers will be able to order the EV6 from their local dealer. From today, ahead of production starting in mid-2021. So there's also that aspect, which is when you're a Kia or a Hyundai, you have this dealership network. And some people are comfortable with that. Yeah. Like you got a dealer in every town. And so a person can go and like check out a car, test drive a car. They maybe already got a car from that brand and they can trade in their other car. It's just, it's a little more traditional in that sense. Mm -hmm. As opposed to going online, spec it, uh, Tesla has had no trouble moving units in that fashion, hmm. but there's obviously some leftover market based on uh, interest that we're seeing here in, in Europe for this particular vehicle. Uh, the Kia EV6 starts at 44,990 euros, which could, which could mean the US price is around 45,000. It'll come with a 58 kilowatt hour battery pack, but there's talk of a dual motor all wheel drive version and a 77 kilowatt hour battery pack. So you got options just like on the Tesla side. Hmm. So was Will, are you going to take this one or are you going to stick with the Model 3? What are you going to do? Um, I like going shopping this, with Willie Do. This is a close competitor. He doesn't actually have to buy it. He just has to pretend. <laughs> yeah. Window shopping. Uh, I'll still go with the Model 3. Okay. They Although didn't, it's close. They didn't get you. I thought yeah. they might have got you, Will. Nah. I'm going to keep working on it on sure. behalf of Kia. I'm going to keep marketing to you. Yeah. We'll see if we can change that. It's not, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, yeah. you're a Tesla guy. Hmm. Uh, let's speak about Ford for a minute. They are launching some new off-road options. 
lot of people are getting off off the road, off the beaten track. I've been trying to do it. You know, I'm out there in the wilderness. Van life? Yeah, I'm the van life guy. Yeah. Well, the actually Ford, they have a van. They're going to do an electric version of it soon. It's called the Transit. And oh, okay. it's not as popular as the Mercedes Sprinter for the van conversion things. But it's becoming more popular now. They got an all-wheel drive version. It's not the same as four-wheel drive, but they got an all-wheel drive version. It's a little bit wider than the Sprinter. And availability right now seems to be a little bit better. If you did want to do some sort of uh, mm. off-road van. Um, but yeah, with this, this is more, this is not, this has nothing to do with van life. This is around the Explorer SUV and possibly other models in their lineup because they've noticed some evidence that more and more people are going off-road. Mm. More and more people are going out into the wilderness. A Ford reports there's been a 56% increase in off-road use over the last three years for their Explorer owners. That's not, that's a huge increase. 56% increase in people attempting to go off-road. And so what they're doing here with this model and then presumably some other models in the future is they're offering a Timberline model. Uh, they're going to call it Timberline. And that's going to take a regular Explorer SUV and upgrade the off-road capabilities. And that would be a package that you would get on top of the vehicle, which would cost, uh, in this case, I think it's 14000 13000 hmm. over the base model. And then you would have this. This uh, I, I presume you're going to have bigger tires. You're going to have uh, more uh, ground clearance. These are, these are the things you need. Oh, better you're, suspension as well? Will you do? Okay. You're on fire today, by the way. So never mind about me getting getting you this seeing you like this at five forty seven p.m. That's been a minute, as yeah. the kids say. Yeah. So you actually have to explain to us what you've been getting up me? to. Yeah. To oh. well, how did you recover? Uh, a lot of sleep. Yeah. It's just straight up sleep. Really basic. You doubled up on the sleep. Yes. Interesting. So what time did you go to bed at? Uh. Or, or did you sleep in in the morning? No, I took a nap after I went home uh -huh. um, for like two hours. It's not really a nap at that point. <laughs> oh, well, that's a huge nap, yeah. a two-hour nap. Wow. And then uh, I... Let me ask you. Let, uh, let me ask you. Sure. How do you calm down in order to get into the nap state? You arrive home. Uh, what steps do you take to like drift off into the nap? You know what, man? Like after work... It, uh, I get pretty tired. I get kind of like loopy. I just <laughs> lie down and then I go to bed. Wow. I could if I wanted to. Huh. Um, so that's what I did. And I woke up and I watched a new show. It's called uh, Invincible mm -hmm. on Amazon Prime. Any good? Great. Whoa. Great. Yeah. How many episodes into it are you? Around five. Oh, wow. So you yeah. are in a position to call it great. You've seen yeah. enough of it. Yeah. All right. I'm invested. There you go. You got a Willie do pick right there. And then right I there. slept for another 12 hours. That's like sort of a mini wild card right there. A little Since bit. Since you're yeah. so reluctant to do it, you kind of just put a little well, piece in there. Well, you got to stay here. No, 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 no. You can't just walk away. Oh, you don't understand how the wild card <laughs> That's works. how it works. Yeah, you don't, know, you don't understand how it works. <laughs> I got to clear. You're like, your wild card round is like a jumbo jet. It's like a 747. It needs... A ton of runway to land on. It's um, so huge. I can't be in the way of that. Well, ranting and raving and taking up the air. I can't. I gotta get out the way. When you come with the wild card. Uh. Well, we'll see. 
Anyway, so they're going to bring that to presu oh, okay. presumably a couple different SUVs, but in the meantime, uh, that's going to be your your first one, the Explorer Timberline. Go ahead, get off-road. It's nice. PS5 designer helps Nike. How about this collab? You got PlayStation, Nike, and Paul George, and they all come together to put together some sneakers inspired by PlayStation 5. Uh. Now, it's not the first time they've worked together, actually. They did a version uh, inspired by the original PlayStation, the PG 2.5. That was, yeah, the, the original PlayStation. Uh, that was their last collaboration, which was actually over two years ago at this point. And then they have worked together previously before that on a PS4 inspired version. Presumably this one is, yeah, this one is inspired by the PlayStation 5 with oh. the white and the blue. And, uh, and so they all have to come together and have some little say, but the... Uh, famous designer here, Eugene Morisawa, uh, the PS5 designer, actually worked on this thing. Oh, right on. So if you want to get in touch with him, you just got to be Nike or Paul George, I guess. You just pick up the phone and then all of a sudden. Did Paul George have a say? I don't know. They don't really say too much about that in here. I presume he... He's like, I like it. No, I presume <laughs> he has some... They probably show him a few options. Yeah. And Because uh, he's got to wear the shoe. Oh, that's cool. In the in the in the game, he's got to wear the shoe at some point. But it's interest. It's an interesting collab because he's PG. PlayStation is PS. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm connecting. I'm connecting yeah. the dots. I got the cork board out. Or I'm uh, the uh, beautiful mind, the Rain yeah. Man. I just all the equations. But he's PG and they're PS. It's like yeah, so Illuminati. It's like so. It's different letters. So. Anyway, PS5 shoes look kind of cool. Actually, I don't, I, you know what? I don't mind them as far as a basketball sneaker is concerned. Uh, They're so, nice, yeah. I like, I like black and white together, like a black and white motif. It kind of, um, like, it kind of have a similar styling on, on, on the way I spec the car, my car, black sure. and white. I like black and white styling. Now, do you think that uh, it'll be tacky if it lit up? Like a PlayStation? Yeah. That has a chime? It almost looks like it's lit up because it's just so, like, blue. Yeah. Um, Very, uh, well, you can't have all those components in there. He's wearing it on the court. I know that's true. He needs lightweight and all the rest of it. But um, here's the other cool part: it's not gonna be. It's not gonna cost you an absolute fortune. They're gonna release May 27 at 100, 120 bucks. So it's not gonna be like some. Pres presuming there's stock and everything, it's not gonna be one of those crazy limited runs mm -hmm. that boosts the price up 120 bucks. Uh, if you're interested, Sony says you should keep your eye on the Nike sneakers app or the lo your local Nike website. Cool. So maybe they do expect it to sell well. well may maybe you have trouble getting your hands on. Then you end up on a Goat app, or you end up on a yeah on a uh, stock X, and then you pay a thousand. I I, I don't yeah. recommend doing that. Yeah. Elon Musk lures workers back to the office with wild horses. That's it. We're gonna move on to the next one. That's all I'm gonna say to you. What a headline. I mean, they got me. Laura, you got me over on uh, fool.com. Feeling like a fool. Mm. This was an Instagram post. I read the article. I saw, okay, it's an Instagram post. I'm like, wait, Elon Musk doesn't use Instagram. So I'm like, oh, this was a post from Tesla. Mm. Tesla's Instagram account recruiting potential employees because they're building this massive facility in Nevada. And they're looking for people to come work there. The Instagram post, which, by the way, has been deleted now. Another interesting oh. thing. 
promoted the idea to come to the new Nevada factory battery plant, which may become the world's largest building when it's completed. An expected 6 million square foot footprint equal to 126 football fields. And then when you count the different floors, you could be looking between 10 and 15 million square feet. Nice. Can you even can you even fathom 15 million square feet? Just like you you open the door and there's 15 million yeah, square feet. If it's an empty room. Yeah, just one empty room, 15 million yeesh. square feet. Yeah. <laughs> Would you go curl up in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just put my desk right here alongside the wall. <laughs> Not right in the middle. You try to find no, the middle spot. You try to find yeah. the middle spot. Get lost. <laughs> 15 million square feet. Anyway, no, they're doing, I'm sure they got a plan for it. But anyway, the post said, come work at the biggest and most advanced factory on earth. Located by a river near the beautiful Sierra Nevada mountains with wild horses roaming free. Hmm. So he actually didn't rent the horses. No, no, no. I, 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 there's apparently horses around that region, oh. and he was just using them as sort of a natural. Right. But I don't even think he wrote this. To be fair, because uh -huh. like I said, he's not on. Does he proof these uh, recruitment posts? So that's a bit misleading. But anyway, uh, the other thing in this article, they got mad about using the wild horses because they're saying, well, you, you're putting this huge gigafactory. Maybe the wild horses don't like that too much. And all the people you're about to bring in to go into this gigafactory right, to yeah. sit in the middle of 15 million square feet, unless you're going to invite the horses in, which I doubt you're going to do. No. So I guess people were, I don't know. Uh, it, th really, this is a headline. Uh, this, I, was, I just wanted to say these words. I just needed to investigate the headline. And now I have forced everybody who watches this to also investigate the headline. What do horses have to do with anything? Well, now yeah. you know. Not much. But they're there. And uh, if you go work at the Gigafactory, you might see one. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. SpaceX. Over half a million orders already for Starlink satellite internet service. That's, that's not that's not nothing. No, that's good. People want space internet. They had the pre-orders going on 99 bucks and it was refundable because then they were going to charge you another 500 bucks for your for your uh starter kit. And I think they're going to make some money on this thing. It turns out there's a lot more underserviced people than you may think mm -hmm. that are in these type of locations cuz you sit there and you go, "Okay, yeah, rural. Who's who's rural? Who needs this?" And then you see 500,000 orders and the thing's not even out yet. And yeah. you're like, oh man, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people live rural and can take advantage of this. Uh, what's the quote here? To date, over half, over half a million people have placed an order or put down a deposit for Starlink. This is recent, by the way. It was a webcast on the 26th that they were uh, talking about how, I guess, successful they've been so far. Um, it's, the, it's also... The world's largest satellite constellation now, with more than 1,500 Starlink satellites launched to orbit to date. Hmm. So, um, they're uh, they're positioned here. They're ahead of the game. You know, there's been that little dispute, Elon and Jeff, going back and forth. Who gets to own the satellites? Mm -hmm. I watched. Oh my God, Will! I watched some just. A conspiracy video 
about an Elon tweet which referenced the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. And then this person went in and and actually decoded the playlist and took the first letter of each thing and somehow connected it to Doge and then somehow connected that to the model of satellite that would be used for these applications in space, suggesting that these satellites would eventually form the basis of, of, of a crypto network that that the that the satellites would be the financials would be distributing the fi- I, I don't go on <laughs> that sounds like a, dude a late nighter and and i was actually and i was actually like as far as the huh? at least the first part of it like looking at the playlist and, and see and finding like they found doge number 1 inside the playlist by taking the first letter of each song and the way it was organized and they were able to spell doge number one like that doesn't seem by accident uh but definitely some somebody's having too much fun well everybody's having too much fun it's obvious go look at the price everybody's having too much fun and then you have ethereum classic today which is just excuse me will what if you what if you just put like 10 grand into ethereum classic a month ago Mm. why didn't you do that I <laughs> should have, yeah. Uh, it right now? Oh, there it is. It's up uh, 164%? Yes. On seven days, yeah. Okay. Okay. And what's Doge? It's beating Doge now, right? Doge. Uh, Doge, Doge is 101. Fourth. Yeah. No, I mean, I meant in seven-day growth. Doge has slowed down a little bit. It's at 100. Yeah, it slowed down a tiny bit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's out of control, this stuff. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. Go look at it. You'll see. You'll find the guy. You'll find a guy on YouTube. I'm telling you, okay. man. Okay. I'll uh, make it my nightly uh I mean, you don't, have, you don't have to. It's pretty much what I just said is the extent of it, but whatever. <laughs> uh, births, births fall to a 42-year low in the U.S. New CDC data shows. So uh, the, the whole COVID thing hasn't been so great for uh, babies or birth rate. Mm. The, what do we have here? The number of births in the U.S. fell 4% in 2020, dropping to the lowest level since 1979 and continuing a multi-year trend of declining birth rates. <laughs> the agency reported 3.6 million births, down from 3.75 the year prior. But it's been like a steady trend downward. Um, here we go. The, the over, ge- the general fertility rate dropped a record low in 2020, falling to 55.8 births per thousand women aged 15 to 44. That's a 4% drop in that particular category. And, uh, oh, this is another one. The total fertility rate, which reflects the average number of times a woman would give birth in her lifetime, declined to a record low falling to 1,637 births per thousand women. And that is the, this is the key component because that's how you get into replacement conversation about all the old people and who's taking care of the old people and how quickly can you make the robots? Because if you can't get the replacement number, 
then you don't have the fresh blood. You can't you can't completely get the a generation to replace the previous generation. Mm. And so you end up with a you don't actually need a huge discrepancy to not have enough people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying here? Oh, at least, at least that's the um concern. And is where you're seeing it play out in other places as well. It just hasn't been so rapid in the US as some of the other places, you know, we talk about Japan. Yeah. You talk about certain places in Europe. So if you have a if you have 1,600 births per thousand women, then you're not at replacement levels. You need like 2,100 mm. to be at replacement levels. And it only keeps trending down. So you end up with this inverse triangle situation where the people who need the most help, the oldest who are living longer than ever before, those who need the most care, have the least number of people capable of taking care of them. Right. And the same goes economically speaking, because there's a period of time in your life where you're the most economically productive Mm -hmm. and that thing gets flipped upside down as well. And this, this is a conversation that's affecting a lot of the world. I mean, it's not exclusive to the U S there's a conversation like this in China specifically, or especially around a recent census. I find this stuff interesting. I know I covered a few times on a channel and people seem to click on it. It's a curious thing that sort of affects us all. And you had the conversation around overpopulation for so long. Yeah. It was like, how are we going to deal with all the... And then you you have these very specific markets now that are saying, yeah, we, we like South Korea, for example. Yeah. They, they're like, can you guys have a couple of babies real quick? And they're actually, the government's trying to incentivize it because they're, they're uh, forecasting this impending situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they, you really don't know if it's going to be economically viable for all the people who work their whole lives to get their pensions even mm-hmm. because no one's paying into the tax pool yeah. the next generation. Like it's just math. It's just math. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how you feel about it. It's just the way it's always been that you, there's been this replacement of a generation. Now, the last time we talked about it, I'm sure we, we covered this and I kind of insinuated at the beginning, there's like a hope that we become more efficient and that that group of people finds a way to be taken care of through automation or technology. But it just hasn't really panned out yet. Mm -hmm. And especially in the scope of COVID right now where you got all the, COVID is a a perfect, uh, is is evidence because you look at the people that got hit the hardest. How, How about the people who were working in those risky, the highest risk facilities where you got a lot of old people there and they were just super exposed and people didn't want those gigs. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? When you have a limited selection in the workforce yeah. and you need people to do those things because it, you have the population that requires, it's just tough. Yeah, that's it, where I feel like robotics would have an upper hand. That's where we actually need robots but, but or here, assistants here's the other part of that though and i'm gonna sound like romantic right now you need the love and care well i'm just human. saying I, I don't know i'm just saying man if you're gonna spend the last six years of your life in uh one of these facilities because you're no longer capable of taking care of yourself do you spend a, let's say we get to the point where the robots are capable of lifting you up and bathing you and yeah putting a spoon in your mouth it looks a pretty Grim, <laughs> look. Man. No, no, I hear you on that side too. You know, but uh, you definitely don't want to risk them, the younger folk too, right? 
I would feel bad if I was bedridden and then, you know, someone comes over who has their whole life in front of them is taking care of me. Like well, if it was Well, there's some people I mean, in our community, in our society right now, they feel compelled to do that type of yeah, work. Yeah, they're willing to give that up. Some or, people are just you know, give to society. Wired up in such a fashion that that line of work to them is more compelling than, let's say, working on an assembly line or working at the Amazon or driving sure, for yeah. driving for the food delivery. Yeah, like you can't. We can't really say. But the one thing's for certain: if the pool shrinks as a whole, so do your options. Yeah, you don't want to force anyone to do it, but you know just sucky well well, we're talking about a very specific like a very specific uh aspect of this whole situation but Mm -hmm. the bigger one that affects everyone is the economic one is can you who is the workforce people do want to retire at some point yeah and the retirement is paid for by the existing workforce Mm -hmm. so either way whether you even want to talk about that end of life stuff or the aging population it starts a lot sooner your mm-hmm. conundrum starts at retirement. Yeah. Not death or close to death. Sure, yeah. It's all those years that you're going to be banking on that pension or whatever yeah. it might be. You pay it forward. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they think that the pandemic exacerbated the decline that was already happening. But as mentioned, uh, this is a thing that's not not exclusive to the United States. You're seeing it. Or, uh, and, 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 and I should also just mention... Uh, tough time to have a baby <laughs> like, with, yeah, no kidding <laughs> with, with with everything that's going on yeah in the world i mean there's yeah there's certainly some some uh, consideration being put into it that would uh would contribute to these figures but it's more the multi-year pattern that's important here from the 70s than it is about any one given year, even though this may have accelerated sure. things. So 42-year low in the U.S., very interesting stuff. Humans always, we always fix one problem and create another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, in China, they had a one-child policy. They had to cool things off at one moment, and now they're in the Korea position of saying... It's kind of flipped. That in it, they're, yeah. they're, they got the same triangle that a lot of other nations are uh working with it's uh hard to manage us these humans guys like uh you know yeah japan is opening its first ever esports gym in tokyo oh uh you're not gonna make a lot of babies in there i'll tell you what no <laughs> good <laughs> they really tried i don't know what you mean by that <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to ask what you mean by that. Uh, you can book three-hour slots at a PC and pay for coaching from professional gamers. Uh, these are things that exist actually elsewhere. The Obviously, the professional gaming market exploding, expanding. It'll surpass $1 billion in global revenue by 2021. The industry stands to surpass one billion global revenue by 2021. People are figuring out, okay, if I'm if my mission is to become an esports professional, then what am I supposed to be doing on a daily basis right now? How do I prepare for such a thing? And if we're going to call it a sport, then wouldn't a training regimen be something similar to what an athlete an athlete would be every day? Yeah, right. And Same with like a, like a tutor. Or well, something. Yeah, what's you know, yeah? If you want to be an academic. Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a similar coaching concept. 
Gamers can book three-hour time slots at one of the PCs for about $13 or opt for a monthly membership starting at $50. To me, it kind of looks like a internet cafe, but I guess they put that extra twist on it and they have they have gaming chairs, so... It's not an internet cafe because they have gaming chairs. Yeah, it makes it legit. However, if you scroll a little further down, you're going to see a state-of-the-art facility they put in South Korea, uh, which is actually 10 stories. It's the T1 building where gamers train in Seoul. Mm. And they're not messing around. This one is uh, features or houses 70 professional gamers, and they have access to a Nike-sponsored gym, on-site nutritionists, and English language clash classes. Wow. We have a gym, a cafeteria, chefs, everything that these young players need to perform their best. John Kim, the organization's chief operating officer, told AFP. So, yeah, maybe we're going to see more of this stuff going on. Right on. And uh, it, it feels like some kind of like science fiction X-Men thing. Like, imagine you grow up in that thing there, that 10-story mm-hmm. building with a Nike gym and a personal chef I, I what happens when do these professional games have to be earning money or could it be a prospect that is being sponsored to be there because they're you know they're as a team they're gonna i guess it's probably yeah. both yeah maybe both yeah uh there was a woman who was missing for months hadn't been seen stopped showing up to work they had presumed that she was gone for good mm. and then utah officials found her and they realized that she kind of wasn't missing at all. 47-year-old woman had been camping. Oh. She had been out there for months and had been surviving on foraged grass and moss. I didn't even know we could survive on such a thing. Only that? Well, I don't know. And that's in the article here, Will. Oh. They believe the woman who was weak and had lost weight chose to stay in the Diamond Fork area over the last few months. Uh, they couldn't contact her. They had talked to co-workers. They had no idea where she was. They were doing a search, crashed a drone, went to retrieve the crashed drone, and then found the tent and discovered the woman. Uh, here's a quote from... They, they, By the way, they brought her to a local hospital for a mental health evaluation. They said, the sheriff said, While many people might choose to not live in the circumstances and conditions this woman did, she did nothing against the law. And in the future, she might choose to return to the same area. Resources were made available to her should she decide to use them. Wow. So, really, an interesting turn of events. I mean, that is some some next-level off-grid situation. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see the sheriff say it in that way. Like, hey, if that's how she wants to live, then right, go, so be it. Yeah, kind of like a nomad life. It's like, it's about to get philosophical in here, but mm-hmm. it's like, when is a person actually missing? Mm. Oh, only if they're not where they intend to be. Sure, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, like, like, I... I mean, if, you know... If they're in danger, yeah. If they're out of their... Sure, yeah. Like, but, but this it, one is a weird one because it's like she... they she found, left. But they found her and she was frail and they were like, I don't know, maybe, maybe she needs some help. So, like, 
is there an implication there that she wasn't going to make it? Because in that case, I would say, yeah, you kind of are missing. But if it was, she would live in exactly the way she wanted. Yeah. Then no, you're not missing at all. <laughs> they tried asking her, <laughs> like, do you want to live this way? Well, the way that he phrased it at and the end there. Like, yeah, I'm just foraging grass and eating it. Do yeah. you want to? I think she like, would. I think when they found her, she's a little weaker than that. I see. That's my, my feeling on that. But I guess she shouldn't be considered if. Uh, considered missing if she is kind of just living her life and she doesn't need assistance right? yeah assistance is a big one in this case yeah. yeah because there could be other issues that would lead a person in this direction yeah that it might not be the sense that where they're immediately in danger but where it's like a slow gradual this actually very complex actually a lot of people make decisions that aren't the greatest for them um anyway anyway i, I don't know at least the, she's on uh, their radar now and yeah. if she does decide to go back i guess somebody can go check up on check her up, yeah from time to time this is the opposite of that starbucks has responded after a tweet went viral about an incredibly complicated starbucks order and you know what will i got a lot of pent up i'm pent up on this one why? So, you know, I, you know something? I, this is one of those jumbo jet moments. I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to let you tackle this one first. Because I, I don't want to color it. I don't want to just hit it as hard as I'm about to hit it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Up to bat. The pitch is coming in. It just, it's too obvious. So I want to see maybe you have something different than I do. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna to change my approach. Yeah, I read this story. And uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Based on Starbucks's response, which is like, hey, the customer is right. You know, we've so, always pride ourselves in making custom drinks. So let them do what they want. And the barista should, you know, cooperate. I don't know if I agree with that. Because there's just going to be times where this, like, people are just going to troll. And just get, like, this outrageous drink. And then, like, it... I don't know. I, I don't think that's really fair. But um, I don't have a conclusion on this one. I really don't know. So for me, when I saw the reply from Starbucks, it was a component that I hadn't considered really. When I saw the tweet, I thought to myself, you know what? Of course. Yeah, of course people do this crazy stuff. I know your order in this case is insane. I mean, this person has, I don't know, 20 line items. I should just inform people of what the order was that went viral on Twitter. It's a picture from a Starbucks employee that says, uh, what was the caption? Uh, we got to get the right caption. It is a key, is very important. Uh, on this episode of why I want to quit my job. See, that is a key piece to me. Never mind the order, but I'll get back to that in a moment. So the order is about 20 line items for a person named Edward. It is a venti caramel crunch frappuccino, five banana. I don't know what that means. Do they even have bananas at Starbucks? I don't know what that means. Is it like flavoring? But usually it would say pump if it was oh, a liquid right. flavoring. Anyway, five banana, extra caramel drizzle, extra whip, extra ice, extra cinnamon topping, seven pumps, add dark caramel sauce, extra caramel crunch. These are, each one of these is, a, is an individual line. One pump honey blend, extra salted something, 
five pumps frap rest cough, seven add frap chips, heavy cream, double blended. Each one of those is a line of an instruction of how to make, and this came via mobile order. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's it's nuts. However, it it did not surprise me one bit. You give people this level of control, particularly you give them an app. Yeah. And an app is intuitive and oh, has yeah. a fun interface. And they're like, deep, 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 one, one, five, five. Yeah. But it started a chain of events where each barista was one-upping each other. And they would say, I raise you this. And here's one with 30 line items. Sugar, milk, heavy cream, extra whip, stevia, cold foam. Like, it's definitely not completely uncommon mm-hmm. people are doing crazy stuff on their starbucks order yeah and every man you give human beings opportunity you give them some level of control you give human beings the ability to tell another human being what to do yeah. you give them the option they will take it and run with it they will go to the extent somebody will i'm not saying everybody yeah Most somebody people will. will just you know chill but this is what got me about the whole thing. When I saw it, I thought, yeah, of course. But what I didn't, what didn't really cross my mind is how upset Starbucks would be about the trend, about the trending topic. It didn't cross my mind. I was like, okay, we can all be honest. This is a bit obscene. But at the same time, it reminds you that Starbucks is the only one that's going to do it for you. But then I looked at the caption. Again, after seeing the reply from Starbucks. And when the caption said on this episode of why I want to quit my job today. On today's episode of why I want to quit my job. And then I thought to myself, okay, Starbucks probably doesn't like that. Because that implies that people aren't enjoying working there. It implies that people aren't enjoying making these things. It's not as simple as check out this wild order. It's... It's this is what my day consists of on a frequent basis and yeah it's, and and I don't like it. It's a negative connotation to Starbucks. And so I'm Starbucks and I see this huge attention that goes to the tweet with that caption and I come out and make a statement and their statement is defensive. They're saying, "Look, we love making these drinks. Don't let that confuse you about the fact that this irritates us because mm-hmm. it doesn't irritate us." The corporation. It definitely irritates the individual, but they but they can't possibly get behind that because where do you draw the line? If you're Starbucks, what do you say? You get four modifications, six, ten, what? But also how often how often do these orders come in? Like these ridiculous orders. They've done the math. I bet you Starbucks has run the numbers. And they would say, look, for each one of these, we have 50 normal ones. And we're prepared in order to represent a particular image. We're prepared to take that on. Now, granted, this thing goes viral and everybody wants to jump on a troll bandwagon, as you suggested. It could throw a real wrench in the operation. Mm-hmm. If you're taking a drink that has three or four steps to it and you make it a 20-step thing and it's a busy Starbucks, you can really slow things down for customers. Right. So they may have to reevaluate at some point. But it's just, the, you know, it's my own problem because I look at these things and I can't just have a laugh at it. I have to think to myself, okay, I'm sitting in the Starbucks office and I got to 
figure out how I'm going to play this. Sure. I figure out, am I going to put a reply or not put, because they could have just let it go down. They could have let it vanish. But they wanted to be clear, this is a differentiator for us. And it is. Mm -hmm. No matter who's complaining, no matter what these tweets say, ain't no other shop going to deal with you yes. with that list. Yeah. And they're standing there and they're actually standing up straight saying, yeah, we know it's crazy. And we're the only ones that's going to do it for yeah, you. They doubled down. So they took it as a point of pride. Now, the individual hates it. The corporation, not so much. However, as a human, strictly human speaking, taking myself out of the shoes of having a corporate damage control, this is insane. Somebody yeah. needs to tell these people, these people need some serious help. You're just, or you're, 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 it's so specific, Will. It's so specific and comprehensive, these lists that they're doing. Yeah. That, and you are asking a single individual to do it because it's, it's when you send a drink through, it's one person that's going to be making it. Yeah. And I want to meet this person, see what they're like. You know what? The person who ordered the drink. You know what I think it is, Will? It, it could very well be like, a troll. You know what I think it is? Yeah. I think if you confront this person, now, I don't know, I could be wrong, and it's not going to be the same for everybody. I think if you confront this person, yeah. they're not going to defend it. I think if you confront yeah. this, they're, they're going like, to be... Oh, yeah, I know it's a bit too much, yeah, but I want to have fun at It's Starbucks. crazy. I know it's crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm crazy like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have this experience on social media. If you ever reply to somebody as being super harsh, and you just say to them, hey, hey, why are you being so harsh? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, sorry about that. He replied. Yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. And you're like, th there's a certain game gamification of things where they're almost playing, they could be playing the Starbucks app like a game. Uh-huh. Tick, tick, tick. Like how they're playing their uh, Robinhood app. Sure. Or yeah. their crypto or their Coinbase. Like, dee, 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 dee. I'm bored. Dee, 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 dee. If you're busy, you ain't doing that if you're busy. Yeah. If you're doing something and it's productive and you're doing something, you're not doing that. I agree. How long does that take to just type all that out or to or to check all every Sure, yeah. It's like it's missing my two pumps of cinnamon sugar. I I don't taste it in my concoction here. Yeah. <clears throat> hey man. Something for everyone out there. I mean, you want to play the Starbucks app instead of your, instead of the rest of your life? I guess, uh, what can I say? Who, who, how can I say it was important? And I don't know. Sure, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's the highlight of your week. You save up all week. Yeah, why not? For your wacky, wild, venti, two-pump, five-pump, six-banana. That one has 12 banana. That one has 12. I don't even know, the <laughs> I don't even know what the banana thing is. Now it has 12 banana. You know what this is like? This is like when a little kid pours everything into the container. Yeah. And they're like, look, it's so good. Then they take one sip and they're like, Ugh. yuck. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you just put one of everything in? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. I, yeah. I'm not doing that. If you're looking for my take, I'm not doing that. In fact, 
I am fairly anti-modification on this particular order in general. Mm -hmm. It's going to, I think, what do you think is the right amount of mods? How many mods before you're overboard? What do you think? Like two mods, three mods? Uh, can it be like bubble tea where it's just like, I don't know, three or four and then that's four. it. Yeah, three or four. That's it. Yeah, I like three or four. Yeah. <laughs> we solved it. The number one cause of obesity, according to science. You want to take a guess? Uh, Over 42% of Americans now suffer from obesity. You want to take a guess? The number one cause, according to science? Let's <laughs> say sugar. <laughs> it's not a bad guess. I mean, sugar definitely play a role in it. Um, no, here's what I like about the article here. They don't... Uh, they don't pull any punches. Oh. The, here's a quote. The best way to prevent obesity. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Here we go. I got it. It's better. It's better. It's better. <laughs> the number one cause is by eating too much and moving too little. <laughs> Yeah. That's in the article right here. According to Dr. Viana, there isn't just one there isn't one number a number one cause. Um that would make treatment a lot easier. The NIH is a little more specific, however. I guess that's the uh, Institute National Inter Institute of Health. Is that in the UK? Anyway, they say the number one cause is in quotes by eating too much and moving too little. If you consume high amounts of energy, particularly fats and sugars, but do not burn off energy through exercise or physical activity, the surplus energy will be stored by the body as fat. Hmm. That's it. Plain and simple. You know what's weird about this? Hmm. Is how because it's human, it's it it we it has to become complex. Like there's some other where's the magic trick? But, like, you got your dog over there. If you just fill the bowl, he'll eat the bowl. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take him on a walk and you do it over and over again, what do you think is going to happen to that dog? He becomes chonky. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seems pretty obvious. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious. And I know it's a sensitive uh, topic and everything else, but... And, there's, and, and to be fair, there's reasons why people have trouble being active as well. Pre-existing injuries, other problems. In COVID. Inabilities, COVID, things like this. Yeah. But then, what, it, what does it come down to at that point is you got to stop eating. If you, for whatever reason, can't, can't move, then you can't be putting in the, you know. But there's psychology involved and food is fun. and Yeah. But I, I, I got to admit, man, it's kind of refreshing to read that. I was like, oh, wow, that's yeah. a... That's some simple math right there. Uh -huh. uh, I just want to read it one more time. If you consume high, by eating too much and moving too little. Hmm. By eating too much and moving too little. Isn't that you refreshing gotta, to hear yeah. that? You're going to get a tattoo of it? No, because like I have this experience in my life. If I eat too much and I don't move, guess what happens? Yeah. I get fat. If And if I move more or eat less... I, and I look, I understand that for some people, we just represent something much bigger than that. 
and everybody is has a different starting point and I, I i hear all that but it's like at some point it's also nice to uh, just see the simple version of it which sure, seemingly yeah. doesn't get ever get discussed yeah and again that's the nih that says that not me all right so for whatever discrepancy or disclaimer I haven't put in here that somebody wants to hear from me right now, that's the NIH, not me. I just said it's not the message you hear all that often about <laughs> this situation. So what does this say here? How, How to, to prevent, prevent it. it. Yeah, I was just going to say. Just like, just move? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she got headphones on. She's outside. Just like straight up move? Yeah, the best way to prevent is to maintain a healthy lifestyle, exercise and whatever, healthy diet. That's it. I don't know. Processed foods are no-no. Protein, whole grain, vegetable, fruit. Yeah, I mean, it is it is weird how simple it is. I, I once saw something about diets. I think it was a Netflix explained about how every diet has been the, the same hmm. that since the beginning of diets. You know what I mean? That it would be some kind of twist to make it seem as though this was going to be the magic trick. Yeah. Like just avoid this one thing and then you're all right, sad. Right. Or eat as much as you want of this other thing. But then, and it's like, it's energy. You know, it's like plugging in uh, your solar panel or whatever. Sure, yeah. Like if you, <laughs> it's not like that I at all. I mean, it could be binary the way that you can think about it. You know? Yeah, like is your battery full for the day? Yeah. Don't keep it plugged in. Mm -hmm. Unplug it. But food is delicious. You see, that's the thing. But I feel like some people have to work harder. They have to move a lot more based on like their metabolism. I yeah, guess. but but if if that's that person, then they have to eat less. The, yeah, they have to be aware of their like situation. Yeah. Um they had to eat less. And then that and that will adjust over time, right? Like it's not gonna be instantaneous. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to just take on a day and be like, like there's all kinds of apps and things you can you can uh everyone's looking for a quick mon answer. monitor uh there, there's all kinds of ways to keep track yeah. of your nutrition if you want to. But look, I like eating too. I could just as easily say all this and then go eat, go grab the Ben and Jerry's and there you go. But if you look at the label on that thing, like <laughs> nobody needs that. That that, that 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 baby's gonna wipe. That's gonna wipe you out. Uh huh. Like that's. I'm Otis with the extra bowl. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And it's a weird kind of, isn't it a weird? But it's so delicious. It, but isn't it a weird uh, pattern? Because what happens yeah. is you enjoy the food so much, it wipes you out. So you won't do anything. It's a pattern to it. Yeah. A vicious cycle. You used to be heavier, didn't you? Mm, I don't know. I guess so. I border like around 180 pounds. Yeah. But you didn't make any conscious decision like, oh, I'm about to I'm about to drop five pounds? No. Again, I think it's like just kind of being aware of it. You kind of check in with yourself. How At do least you, I do. How do you do it well? <laughs> how do I do this? It's how do you keep that? Squirrelless figure. How do you keep that um, going? I don't know. Just... uh regular stuff okay here's Nothing my like you know here's a real question this is the critical question in this oh. what's easier less food or more exercise um what's easier 
Yeah. What if if I said to you, you have to choose one or the other, less food or more exercise? Mm. I would do less food. I would yeah, say interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's easier for you to just eat less. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I I'm not like a I don't have a sweet tooth. Mm. Um. So. Yeah, I like salt. I'm a big salt guy. Mm. Sometimes I just grab like a giant salt lick and I start licking it. <laughs> Tell me about your salt habit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horse. <laughs> um, yeah. I, what I don't do you re prefer, What do you reach for with the salt? Uh, French fries are a big thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really unhealthy. Very unhealthy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't eat sweets. That's what helps naturally i guess you skip a few calories over there sure yeah yeah no the reason i ask is because i think it's a critical one because if you really enjoy exercise mm -hmm. then you can lean on that one for sure yeah. and you can track that and you can unlock all kinds of extra f delicious foods yeah exactly. and then on the flip side if you don't really care about eating all that much you can and you, you don't like exercise all that much you can just be a little bit more diligent on the front end yeah it's I'll a front end back end type of thing for sure yeah I feel like uh, people who exercise, they don't really cheat that often. Or maybe I'm just well, some the people, wrong people. Yeah, some people love the cheat aspect. Like I worked sure, so hard right, and then on yeah. Friday, I'm having a che you know cheeseburgers and whatever else. Yeah. My buddy is, uh, he's just really into exercising. Every day could be his cheat day. He's so athletic, but yet he doesn't eat anything outrageous. Yeah, well, because it kind of one predicates the other. You notice if you're really athletic, you notice how your performance sure, yeah, is, yeah. is aligned with your, yeah. your nutrition and whatever else. Yeah. But uh, what about you? You, but the number one cause of obesity is eating too much and moving too little. <laughs> okay. Would you uh, exercise more or eat less? Um, if I only had to choose one or the other. I would choose exercise more, but it's just not feasible. Like the way yeah, my lifestyle, the way my lifestyle yeah. is set up is really not feasible. So whenever I get a chance to do activity, I do. But like my thing used to be playing hockey and it got wiped out with all the, I was playing hockey on a regular basis sure, in the yeah. men's league and getting a real like cardio workout. And it would feel tremendous. Like I would actually get a euphoric feeling from it. And when it's been canceled now for like a year or whatever it is. And uh, so, I mean, that used to be a one way to carve out some nice moments, mm -hmm. like uh, physical activity moments. But now I think, and I think this is probably true for a lot of people because you mentioned COVID has impacted all kinds of people's activities. I mean, the gyms are closed and whatever else. Yeah, It's, it's had to be an extra focus on um consumption because your production sure yeah. i'll call exercise your production has taken a hit for a lot of people but hey you know the the the, the you can go for a run the road is available mm -hmm. you can uh go for a bike you can there are things you can do mm -hmm. um, you can lift weights if you choose at your uh, own premises yeah. i mean mike my, my my boys recently come obsessed with just push-up challenges and things like this oh there you go so who knows they might yeah. get me into shape i don't know Archaeologists Archeolo uncover Africa's oldest intentional human burial. This is uh, the oldest deliberate burial of a modern human ever discovered in Africa, dating back 78,300 years. 
Wow. And uh, it was actually a child wrapped tightly in some kind of material placed into a circular grave. There's a kind of like an image of what it may have looked like. And this is important. They study this stuff because the idea of a burial is an indication of a level of intelligence, right? There's no other species that does such a thing. Mm. We would have to have prescribed some level of significance, manipulation of the environment for us, for us to say, okay, us, wasn't, I wasn't there, as a species to determine that we would uh, put some sort of significance around death, let's say, mm. and therefore, as a consequence, go uh, create, a, create a burial yeah. or a ritual of any kind for that matter. Tradition. And so when they're trying to map human intelligence, development, things like this, these would be critical findings because they say, okay, here we got 78,300 years. Right. So here's where we may have been at from a um, intelligence perspective. Here's where we may have been at 78,000 years ago. Mm. Though he had already developed such a thing. Believe it or not, though, it's not the oldest finding period. It's just the oldest one they got in Africa. Uh, there's a previous one they found uh, a Neanderthal site in Israel 122,000 year old burial site. And then another one that was 90,000 years old. So, I mean. So what makes it intentional? Well, what they mean by that is it's not like a body that died and had been covered by natural events. Hmm. Like when they find a, a fossil of a dinosaur or something, it would be like, oh, the cliff fell over, the, oh, the, the mudslide trapped them, or the big storm, or whatever. Right, gotcha. This is that they had reason to believe that this individual had been placed there. I mean, here's Willie, you just found the section. The presence of symbolic aspects elevates treatment of the dead from mortuary behavior to funer funerary behavior. The burial reported... Uh, reveals care and effort taken to achieve a desired body position by supporting the child's head and wrapping the upper body. So like you didn't die like that. Right. Like somebody interacted with the body to present it in such a fashion. Mm. There you have your connection to intent and consideration. Yeah. That you're looking for. Mm. All right, here's the last one. You should never clean your toilet with a toilet brush. Experts warn. Have you ever seen a brush for a toilet? I don't want to. What do you mean? You never saw one before? Like up close? I know it's dirty. It's like... No, I'm not telling you to see it up close. <laughs> I'm just asking if you ever used it before. Of course. Yeah, I use it. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, every so, week. So everyone has that. Like yeah. you put it in the side and everyone has this thing and then they're saying, don't you dare keep that thing around. Mm. They're saying, don't even use it. Don't bother buying it in the first place. These experts. Okay. They say this common tool sitting next to most toilets in the U.S. Uh, should be done away with. Toilet brushes. Here we go. What does it say? A, a fetid liquid bacteria soup at the bottom of every toilet brush holder. Mm. Toilet brushes can be hazardous to your health. Keep in mind, the bacteria from the toilet water and the trapped fecal matter and toilet paper is unsanitary and unhealthy. And as it sits in the little container there, it allows extra toxic bacteria to harbor and grow, 
causing you illness, such as urinary tract infections, diarrhea, and respiratory illness, because you might, like, take the thing and then rub too high on the thing and then brush the ball, oh, and right, then yeah, you yeah. just reintroduce the... Yeah. Because oh. you don't clean... How do you clean the brush? You can't clean the exactly, brush. Exactly, yeah. You can't clean the brush. It's too... You can't really clean yeah. it. Every time I, like, pick it up, man, like... You think something's off about it. No, I just feel like it... I want to throw up. Because it's like, it's just... You know where it's been. And it's not being cleaned. You can't clean the brush. Yeah. And it's right beside where you do your business. So... You wonder what they're saying, Will? They're just saying, put your rubber gloves on and do it by hand. And then flush it. Just do, do it by hand? Yeah, that's what they're saying. This. They're saying just reach in there. Just reach in there and wipe it down with rubber gloves on. Oh, with no brush. No brush. They're saying be done with the brush. Oh. Just get in there and scrub it and dispose of the contents. There Now, there are contraptions that will actually hold a little flushable piece, and you'll clean with that, and then you'll flush the piece. Or use, like, toilet paper. Yeah, right? to they want you to do toilet paper with a cleaner and uh, oh, latex gloves. All right. Yeah. And then you throw the gloves away? I'm yeah, guessing, well, right? yeah, they're disposable, yeah. right? You have a whole pack of those. Oh, right, yeah, those I, ones. I don't know, yeah, the, now you're now you're going for the environment aspect. I'm trying to save your life here, Will. Yeah. Trying to help you avoid diarrhea and respiratory issues. Well, yeah, that helps. But I don't uh, want that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's one of those weird things that everybody knows is nasty, but it's always there. Yeah. Ugh. The toilet brush. You gotta reach in there. Get ready, Will. Next time around. Yeah, I'm surprised that there isn't like a some sort of invention for it. No, there is. There is. Yeah, I, you haven't seen it. You, oh. we, we can tell the people right now. But like, if you go to toilet cleaning device, I mean, I'm sure you're gonna see it, man. It's not a brush. It would be a little puck thing, and you chuck it out after. I think Lysol makes one. Where the hell is it? This thing. Yeah, exactly. Put it in the toilet bowl? Oh, no, no. That's a different one. Oh. There's one where it can. it's on a stick and you scrub and then you click off the actual end piece and it goes in the trash can. Oh, really? The part that was used to scrub. I'm telling you, man. Okay. Well, people should know. check that out. I'm... You're very upset about this one. I thought we were on our way out with this show, but now you really well, want to get to the look, bottom of it. You're very why, upset. Why isn't there like... Um... You're very upset. You know the toilet lid when you close it? Why can't there be like a UV light there that just shines on the toilet? Well, because the UV ain't going to do anything for whatever chunks of <laughs> crap are stuck in there. No? No. No. UV will sanitize to to an extent, but it can't break down that degree of material in the speed that you're going <laughs> to need it to operate. Uh, yeah. You know? Somebody's got to figure this out. But yeah. I'm telling you, I feel like there's a product that's close. I just, I don't know why I'm not seeing it right now. Okay, well. Toilet cleaning device. What's the matter with me? And now now that you extended this, I feel we have no... Did you imagine this? No, I just feel like we have no way out of here because we have to identify what the product is in order to escape this show. Yeah, we want to help. The people. The people deserve it yeah. at this point. If they've, they've gone, if they're still here at this point right now, then they absolutely deserve it. 
Okay, I'm going to type disposable. Okay, I'm just going to look at crypto prices. Here. What do I got here? Oh, is that it? Scotch Bright disposable toilet scrubber. Yes, there we go. You can look that up. Scotch Bright? Clorox, Clorox makes one too. It's called the toilet wand. Maybe that's easier for you. But Scotch Bright makes a toilet scrubber disposable, and Clorox has a toilet wand. There you go. You see how it works? Mm. The portion at the bottom is what you're scrubbing with. You press the uh, button, it goes into the trash can, and it's done. Do you have one of these? No, I don't. I have. I I've I've had it in the past. Oh, okay. But you're I guess using that old toilet brush. I guess the trouble with this is you got to buy the refills and. Right. It's kind of uh, a six. Six for twenty. But actually, pro probably the refills are. This is Canadian prices. And probably the refills cost less than the starter kit where you had to get the whole wand. Oh, right. And yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you got to remember to. Oh, wow, you convinced me. You got to remember just to buy the refill. But all of a sudden, I mean, I'm going to save you from diarrhea and respiratory illness. So there you uh, go. I don't know. Maybe it's worth it.